You're listening to Divinely Curious, the podcast for mystics, seekers, and the spiritually curious. I'm Heather Augusta. Join me and my co-host, Emily Rose, for spirited discussions about what's capturing our curiosity and what we're discovering along the way. Hey, Emily. Hey, Heather. (laughs) Have you ever worked with a spiritual teacher or a coach and then one day realized that they were actually a jerk? Why, yes, I have, Heather. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I have. Okay, I want to talk about this today because, uh, yeah, because I, I think this happens to a lot of us. We start working with someone, maybe we follow their work, we get really invested or we like learn a modality or we start like doing their thing. And then we realize one day that the person we were learning from is a jerk or an asshole or cruel or something like that. So what what has been your experience with this? Oh my gosh, yes. Like I've had one experience in particular, but before that, I kind of noticed I had like cycles with, with teachers and I have some forever teachers that are just genuine. At least I feel like they're super genuine now. And they've been that way for years and years and years and years and years. I love that. It's beautiful. And then I have others that I'll like really like attach to their message. Cause it's something I, it's like medicine I need at that time. But then after I kind of get the full dose of that medicine, I'm like, oh, that's it. Okay. And then, you know, okay, that I got it. And then I kind of see through other things and I see other, you know, humanness, which is okay. We can be human, but then I kind of notice, oh, you know, you're really just this thing and you don't want to share anything else. I don't know if that makes sense. It's, it's like, there's a, this is a facade and there's all this stuff behind the scenes that isn't like what you say it is. Right. But, but they delivered the thing they said they were going to deliver. And so I'm not mad. I've just walk away and don't go back. Right. Right. Uh, and then I've had one really bad experience. <laughs> so I can, uh, but it, it wasn't like, I wasn't personally, whatever. We'll talk about it, but yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So I think this is a really, you've got, you kind of categorize it in two ways. There's, there's yeah. the people who are teachers that sort of give you what you need, but then maybe something is off or yeah. like they basically, they're not no longer useful. You don't need the medicine anymore. And then there's the people who are like, I don't know, go off the rails or you discover something about them that's unsavory or whatever. So I yes. guess, I think you and I probably aren't, we're not going to name names, but I'm Oh, I was curious. going to, but. <laughs> <laughs> you can name names, go ahead. So more, the more extreme one is you had an experience with a teacher and that was like really went afoul. Yeah. So, and it's so public that like, yeah. this isn't, so I, I was in Carolyn Elliott's wealth program before. And I learned so much from her that is still incredibly valuable information. Um, but I, I was in her wealth program for over a year, really got a lot out of it, really learned a lot. And then, um, many people who are listening, if you follow Carolyn Ellie at all, you know what I'm talking about. Um, she had this Instagram post where she labeled herself as indigenous when she is in fact not. <laughs> Yikes. And it was just so um, 
blatantly wrong. I'm trying to think of just other words for it. It was just so just like, it was very gaslighty. Her response to it was very gaslighty. She was the leading and blocking people that that said anything to her. There's a lot of appropriation that was mentioned. And it was also like, I'm celebrating, like from her perspective, it was, I'm celebrating this. And mm-hmm. obviously that didn't go over well <laughs> with, right. with, with people. And she has a public apology that, sh- that she wrote, but it's kind of, I'm sorry, but also her whole thing with existential kink, which is kind of like getting off on the bad parts of your subconscious. She kind of just turned it into that. Um, when really that's, this is not that type of situation. Like you can do that. Like if you want to do that personally and have your own personal thing to it, but like she harmed people with this, like this was a harming situation and, and not fully owning that or taking accountability. And so I waited for what her response was going to be before I canceled everything. And cause at first I was like, I'm canceling everything. And I said, you know, I'm going to see how she responds. Yeah. And she had a town hall with her wealth folks and it just wasn't, um, it just wasn't good. <laughs> it yeah. was a lot of things that she, it seemed to be a revelation and it made me question a lot of the teachings I learned. And that's it. And then I, after that happened, that's, that's when I realized, oh, wow, this is really a blind spot for you. And, you know, it's something that I'm not, claiming that, you know, I have my own work to do around all of that. And I am working on doing all of that, but I felt like it was something she wasn't even aware that she needed to do work on is how it came off to me. I don't know yeah. if that's what it is, but. I mean, yeah. it seems like in a lot of these situations, cause we're a lot of people experience these situations in a lot of different realms. And a big part of it is not so it, you know, it is whether or not somebody does something that's harmful or hurtful or ignorant or whatever, but it's just as much how they deal with it once they realize it. Like that's the real character thing right there. Cause people do things out of ignorance. I mean, some people do things out of hate. That's one thing, but there are people, a lot of people do things out of total ignorance and how they handle themselves in that is really the big, I guess, test of character. And, and when we're talking about teachers and stuff, that's really like, that's really important test of a, a teacher's character. So I guess that was the other thing that I was really curious about. Cause I've had a similar thing in that, um, I didn't have a teacher who like did something like totally blatantly, uh, I guess harmful, but I did have a teacher who was, I just realized one day that they were just not a nice person. I'm into what they're teaching, but that in general, they're just like not a nice person and they don't even really like people that much. And, and I was was like, oh man, what do I even do with this? And I had the same thing. It's like, well, do I throw out everything? Do I throw, especially like if you're using that person's work in your own work and you're referencing it and stuff like that, do you have to qualify it? Do you, do you have to like reestablish your own presence in that work so that you're saying, you know, I might be using some of these principles, but know that this is where I differentiate. Like, do you feel like you, when you, you have utilized some of these principles that you got from this teacher, are you, do you feel like you have to qualify it every time or are you using any of that at all? Yeah, this was definitely, af- after that happened, um, I had just released 
like an intuition workshop to my Lenormand Foundations folks, which is my one of my courses. And I used one of her exercises. I credited her, cited my sources with where I got this from. Then what I did was I included a note and because I, I recorded it before this happened. And then after I included a note that I emailed to everybody, I say, I got the, you know, this exercise from this person. I think the exercise is extremely valuable, but I don't actively support this person. And here's why I, I put that caveat there. Yeah. Like I, I do want to be like, I, I don't affiliate with that. Cause I also don't, some people that saw that, you know, if you align with that person, they don't feel like that's a safe place for them to be anymore, you know? And I wanted to really be clear that I don't support that person anymore. But I I also think when it comes to anything that we've ever learned from them, that we need to like throw it out a hundred percent because a lot of, I followed her for years and a lot of my, you know, how I became an outside witch is what I call it you know she helped with and she I do credit her with that and I think that I wasn't like a personal friend of hers I was just someone who took her classes and and did Mm -hmm. all of that so it's not like I'm close with her or anything like that I just took her classes but um I so I am honest about where something came from and I also qualify it is what I do because I'm it's also I think disingenuous for me to say, oh, you know, just throw out everything because it, yeah. it's, it's built a foundation to where I am. And it's also re- required me to reflect mm-hmm. after that happened on the teachings that I received and think, huh, is this tinged with something that isn't okay? And how do I go back through this and mm-hmm. ensure that I'm, I'm checking this again. And so it doesn't seep out like her stuff that is not um, aware, I guess, is seeping out through this. And so it, it, it actually, you know, called me into re-examining how I talk about things and heightened that as well. Yeah, I know I've had a similar issue and I think, gosh, I think a lot of people will be able to relate to this when like there's somebody you're following, you've gotten such immense, like you may have had healing from, you know, you, you've learned so much about yourself. You've learned about the world, maybe you've learned some skills, you know, from the situation and it's really enhanced your life. And then you're confronted with something that is, you cannot ignore. That's very problematic. Yep. And then you stop and you go, well, gosh, does that mean I have to just throw it all out? Is this true? Like I know for me, wow, I was putting, I was investing a lot of energy and belief into this. And now I'm like, is this actually true now that I'm actually seeing this person for who they are? And I feel like there is a gift in this because we should always be using our critical minds. We should always be using our discernment no matter, I mean, cause it's easier to just take everything at face value. Like this person speaks yep. the truth. Everything they say is true a hundred percent or even 75%. But like that should actually never be the case. We should always, always check it. And, and part of that is knowing yourself and trusting your, your bullshit detector, trusting your own personal values. And if something feels wrong, stop right there and ask yourself, what is it about this that doesn't feel true? Because you totally can follow somebody and not, uh, and, and even like be engaged with what they're doing 
as long as they're not doing things that are totally reprehensible, you can still disagree with them. And I feel like being able to disagree with your teachers is really important. Yeah. Being like, hey, I love what you're teaching, but I don't agree with this and this. And, and, and actually, I think the good way to tell a teacher of value and, and strong character, moral character or whatever, is whether or not they can withstand that. Because there are teachers, yeah. it is this way. And if you question, then you're out, right? Yeah. Then you're stupid or whatever. And that that is incredibly problematic. I mean, I've yeah. learned a lot. Like, it's just like learning about cults. I mean, the whole reason why people join cults to begin with is because something about the doctrine, the teaching is true. Something about it is true. It resonates. It's helpful. People wouldn't join cults if they weren't feeling helped and like they were actually understanding themselves and the world better. They wouldn't join. But what happens is they cross this threshold where they are no longer able to question and apply their own, you know, understanding or their own values and they're sort of like their own discernment doesn't have any value and that's that's where things get problematic and and I feel like when you encounter these situations with a teacher that that is done something problematic or that you're realizing is just like maybe not not that great for whatever reason being able to accept this as an opportunity and as, as a gift to kind of make this stuff your own and, and really settle into your own personal values, your own understanding of yourself. Totally. Yeah. And I think, I think it is about, you know, owning that we are not exactly like gods or goddesses walking the earth. We're going to make mistakes as people. Yeah. And even if you're leading any kind of spiritual community of any form, you're going to make mistakes. I've messed up before. And I think it really comes down to... exactly how you said, how you handle that? How do you handle messing up? And can you take ownership of it and apologize? And can you clean it up as much as you can? And I think that's ultimately what it comes down to, because I think in, in this case, if she had had a genuine apology and said, here's how I'm committing to learning and here's how I'm committing to X, Y, Z, then at at least that I I didn't see any of that. Maybe she did and I didn't see it. Um, Mm -hmm. But from the apologies I saw, it was very much, I'm sorry, but I actually enjoy this too. (laughs) And that to me is no. But if if she had come in and said, you know, I'm bringing in this this coach person or I'm bringing, I'm I'm doing this X, Y, Z to educate myself and whatever, then I may have still left, but... I would have, I wouldn't have maybe needed to qualify everything so much if she had cleaned it up, but that's not what happened. Exactly. Um, And I think that that's just important to take accountability. And I think, you know, coming up with like the whole cancel culture thing, I think for me, a lot of times it's accountability and it is like, okay, how are they, how are they showing up to apologize. And I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. You know, one thing I'm curious about is, and this is, this is sort of a a lesser degree is when you've encountered teachers or any sort of like, I just, we'll just call them teachers who are 
I guess, teaching something or selling something or presenting something, and then you're maybe getting a lot out of it. And then one day you realize, wait a second, this person is full of shit, or this person isn't really like living what they're teaching. So it's not so Mm -hmm. much that they're like doing something that's actually harmful, but that they're just not, not who they say they are or not who they're presenting. Cause I feel like I see this a lot. There's so many like coaches and things like that who are doing a lot of like the money manifesting stuff. And they're like trying to guide business people and actually, you know, like regular non-spiritual business people. And they're purporting these sort of prosperity uh, uh, formulas for people. And in reality, these people like are not actually paying their, like their business is basically teaching people these principles, but they're not actually like, they don't have wealth of their own. Or maybe Mm -hmm. they're like really into wealth building, but their like relationships suck. Like they don't have friends. They don't have good, like, like strong relationships with colleagues and things like that. Have you encountered this yourself? Oh, yeah. No, for <laughs> sure. And one thing I feel like uh, as a, you know, spiritual business person, like I yeah. have, I, I read cards, I have a Lenormand class, I have other things, and I'm dying for a coach or or somebody that can kind of like come in my business and and help me. And I check people out, you know, before I I go in there and I say, okay, have they actually had a business that they have built up to some degree, you know, and I'm not saying they need to be like millionaires with their business, but like, I don't know, have they had offers that have worked and that they have sold and have they seen different areas of business that is not a business offering, yeah. Or if it is a business offering, you know, really making sure it's it's genuine. And I haven't found many people that I I can refer to. And maybe, you know, I just feel like maybe I need to search more, but then I get tired because I'm businessing my own business. <laughs> and then I'm I figuring out my own problems, or I have you, thank God. <laughs> but I'm like, Heather, I don't know what to do, you know, because you're the queen at that. So I'm very lucky, but yeah, I think I haven't personally, in my opinion, or to my knowledge, paid money to someone who hasn't done that. Uh, But I've see it every day and I'm in a lot of entrepreneur groups and I see it everywhere in the entrepreneur groups where they're like, oh, I'm a seven figure, whatever. But like, then they're talking about how they haven't made sales in a year and they're struggling. And I'm about just being transparent. So if you're a business if you, if you're teaching, you know, social media strategy or you're teaching whatever, just be honest about where you're at with it. And yeah, my thing is transparency and, and honesty about what you have done with it. And then to me, sell whatever you want, as long as you're transparent, like that's kind of my, my thing, but it's usually behind this veneer, like what you're talking about. And I just don't think that's ethical. Yeah. I don't trust people. If they're, if they're coming off as like too wealthy and too everything and everything, it's like too Instagram perfect. I get really, it doesn't, it's not hard to scratch the surface. You can totally check, especially if you're intuitive at all. Yeah. You can check if people are really who they say, say they are and, and they're exper- having, they're transparent about their experience. I totally trust people more who are honest. Like there was an astrologer that was doing coaching that I was following. And she said, Hey, 
you know, I've had some, a rough couple of months. She is like, I went and got another job. I hope you all don't think less of me. This job is fun. I like it. It makes good money. And now I get to do the astrology stuff because I love it, not because I have to hustle in order to pay my bills. And, and it was like, wow, I actually have so much more respect for her in that transparency mm-hmm. and, and that the struggle is real and she's not pretending that it's otherwise. I've, I've followed some other people where they were, they had gone for periods of time and they were like touting how successful their clients were, but I could kind of see that there was things maybe weren't adding up. Like the fact that she was dropping hints about like struggling to pay her rent and struggling to maintain meaningful connections with other humans and stuff like that, like friends and relationships and stuff. And I was like, something's not adding up. And then she kind of came forward and like was totally honest. And I was Mm -hmm. like, thank you for doing that. I actually trust you a million times more. And I feel like if people just did that, like, especially you know, you have people who come from places of privilege and they're selling a thing like a program or whatever, a spiritual modality or something like that. Yeah. And it, it's supposed to be the cure-all. And if they don't qualify it by being like, hey, I am a person of privilege and this is true for me, but I recognize that there's going to be situations where this is not going to be helpful because they're coming, someone's coming from a completely different place. And I mean, I've had several teachers that were like that, where I loved what they were teaching, but it didn't hold up when you actually applied it to people who are not born into situations of privilege. It just, the, the principles, the, the techniques, the rituals, whatever, just did not hold up. And it doesn't mean they're not helpful to me, but I, I think that was also a really good realization for me in terms of like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't work for everybody. Have you had that experience too? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, going kind of not super old school, but I don't know if you've ever read the book lean in with Cheryl, San- Cheryl Sandberg of Facebook. Oh, from Facebook. Yeah, yeah. 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 She wrote it. And I read that I was a young professional out of college I had, you know, an entry level job that just required a college degree. And I was traveling as a like college recruiter, right? Literally, if I applied half of that stuff, I would get fired (laughs) from my job. I was like, there's no, and and what if you work at a restaurant? I read this long time ago. I also read parts of it to my grandma because I was staying with her for part of that time. And she was just like, that would never work anywhere. You know, I think it is almost any kind of inspiring self-help book or, you know, prescriptive nonfiction, whatever you want to call it, any kind of those books, it's very rare that someone acknowledges privilege in it. And that is bananas to me that you're just not looking at because, you know, I'm a white cis hetero woman. So I understand that what's available to me is going to be different than what's available to someone else. And it's just, it's important to qualify. Like this is where I started. And just, and my thing is just transparency about that, like an acknowledgement. And it doesn't take, that doesn't mean you can't produce things. It just means be upfront. Like, Hey, I haven't had experience, you know, in X, Y, Z place, or maybe bring someone in who is from, who does have that background or has a different background from you. So you can at least have a 
you know, multiplicity of views. But I feel like that is um, something I have definitely experienced. I just immediately thought of that book because of how enraged I was after reading it and how little that had to do with my life. At that time, I was just so broke. <laughs> no money. Yeah. I was just graduated yeah. from college. I was paying back my student loans, making like 30000 a year or less with like over $1,000 of debt a month. You're just yeah. kind of like, I have no money, you know, yeah. almost at all. And you're telling me to do these things that I don't, with my no money I have, like. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me, there was a Saturday Night Live sketch um, where Kristen Wiig was playing Susie Orman, the the financial advisor. And and they would have people on and she would give them financial about, about their investments and retirement. And it was like people who are like, living in a cardboard box. She's like, you have to just make sure that you diversify your portfolio and, and make sure that, and, and the guy's like, uh, I am houseless. Like (laughs) I don't have any money. And it was just like a beautiful way of sort of showing that, that massive disconnect where people are not even operating from the same, you know, place. So, yeah, it's and and that definitely happens in the spiritual world too. I mean, I think we look at the you know, the law of attraction and and all of these kinds of principles that get talked about in the in the new age world and and there's there's a tremendous amount of privilege around that. And yeah. at some point we should definitely just have a conversation around filing all of that and and stuff like that. It's actually a, a really important conversation we should have. But in terms of teachers, have there been other experiences that you've had where something about the teacher just like earlier you had mentioned being just kind of done with what they had? We talked a little bit yeah. about they weren't what they said they were. Yeah. And then yeah. just being done with what they have. Yeah. I've definitely experienced that. And I think it was more that I don't want to name names with this person because to me, like they haven't been as public with things like Carolyn Elliott was very pub. This is a thing you can just look up online and it's all there. But this person is not, you know, I don't want (laughs) to bring up stuff that might tear her business down or whatever. But yeah, it was, it was just like, as I was applying the principles, I just quickly realized that this doesn't work. And I thought, oh, maybe this is just me. But then other people were commenting the same thing. And then the Mm. group, the group was taken down for a while. And yeah, so I just kind of noticed some things. I was just in the free space, though I didn't invest money. Uh, So yeah, I definitely had that experience. And then I just left, right? I didn't have any money. and, And so I just was like, okay, well, this just wasn't really thought through. And there was a lot of promises that this is gonna do these things. The other thing too, I have, you know, I teach a course and- The other thing is like guaranteeing results for people. When people are like guaranteeing results in the spiritual space, like you can't really do that. You don't know what. And so for me, it's just like upfront about this is how I designed it. And I have had success with people being able to reach this result, but it depends on you and what you're going to do. And, you know, you, you have to kind of qualify a lot of that, I feel like. And yeah you know, I noticed that's always a red flag to me when someone is just like, you'll get this result. And, you know, without any qualifiers, I have had people that have achieved this result. Yeah. It's just that to me is just not okay. For me, it's, it's just goes back to transparency. And when people aren't transparent about 
the level that they've gotten to themselves and where that product is in the, sometimes, you know, I had a beta launch of a program recently and I said, this is the first time I'm doing it. So I'm offering it at a lower price. I'd love your feedback. So people are knowing what they're getting into and just being really upfront. And I feel like that's, that's something that I've encountered. And I usually like kind of hang out within the free space with people for a long time, just to see, to check them out before I spend however much money on whatever it is that they're, that they're selling. You mean you use discernment? (laughs) (laughs) Weird. (laughs) Weird. I know like there are some people I've noticed that there's kind of two different things. I'm noticing there's a few teachers that I follow that really seem very stuck. They're not evolving. I think that's another Mm -hmm. thing that I've noticed is are your teachers evolving or are they just sort of living in this like a bubble world that they've created with their set of truths and stuff. And, and is that changing? Now I've had, I've had one teacher that I really, really loved. I mean, I've gone to his work, I've flown places to go to his workshops and stuff like that. And I've done face-to-face work with him. And, and I just, one day I realized like, oh my gosh, like he, he really is confined to what he knows, like the grandpa that tells the store, same stories over and over again. And if you throw something at him, that's not, that's outside of that. It's just like, it's like, doesn't even compute. So that was kind of one experience that I had where I was like, this person's great. I mean, I really like them, but obviously they can't, they're not, their stuff isn't growing with, with the time, so to speak. And then other teachers that I've found who maybe do that for a long time are starting to evolve. I'm seeing teachers evolving, people who've been stuck in this. Like one thing in particular, one person I follow, she's always been very much like good vibes only, like Uh only good vibes. I don't want to hear it. Don't bring your stinky vibes and your bad vibes in here, but but she's evolving. And I've noticed that she's, she's changed her talk around that and, and acknowledgement of difficult feelings and, and bad vibes in the shadow self and stuff like that. I think that the talk of shadow work and integrating shadow and stuff like that is really, I think, forced a lot of teachers to change how they are and how they see the world which is hard if somebody has been doing it one way for a really long time, but it's important. (laughs) Completely. And I think that's also the challenging thing too, is, you know, if you do have a spiritual business, there is something about like repeating the same program, you know, or repeating the same type of thing because you know, it works. And if you have a business, like you want, you've got to keep it going and you know, this works and da da da. But then like, there's also what you're talking about with that development, which is like experimenting with things or just like, you know, oh, I'm learning about this and and doing your own self-growth. There's a documentary that just came out. It's called The Deep End. I don't know if you've seen that. I've I've heard it. I haven't seen it. I've heard about it. It's if we watched it, we could do a whole thing on that. It's, it's with someone who I actually am surprised I've never heard of before seeing that, which is Teal Swan is who oh, it's focused God. on which I I actually had never heard of her and I was shocked I had never heard of her and then I saw the documentary and my jaw was just dropping and there's a lot of like bias in the documentary too but still like if even a quarter of that is like it's OMG so but anyway 
in one scene in that documentary, she says something like, someone says, well, who do you look up to? Like as teachers. And then she said, what you're asking me to do is impossible because let's just imagine we could line up all the fastest runners in the world in a line. And then you finally find the fastest one. You ask who can run faster than you and you say no one. It's impossible for them to point to someone that's better than them. And that's what you're asking me to do. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but yes, I have actually seen that trailer. I'm really I'm familiar with Teal Swan. That's a whole other episode. Yeah, which I didn't I did not know about her at all. I, I didn't know before. I, I saw that and I was like, OMG, red flags, red flags. Like, it's just, they're just flying. Because I just think that is wild to not have anybody that you look up to. Like, yeah. just like, what? You want humility world? in a teacher. You want humility yeah. in a teacher. Like, ultimately, you want a teacher that's still learning and acknowledging that they're still learning. You want a teacher that's that's humble enough to admit that they're wrong. I mean that's important. I think that's really, it's critical. Otherwise you get locked in and well, you get swept up into stuff that's, that's disempowering and you don't want that. Right. And also acknowledging where their gaps in knowledge are. I think that's another big sign of a good teacher too, is when they say, you know, I don't have experience in that area, but you know, who does is this person, or I can direct you here. That to me shows somebody who knows the bounds of their knowledge at that time. And is self-aware to not just tell you what to do when they don't have knowledge in that. And that's something I I look forward to in a a teacher. Yeah. Well, and also the acknowledgement that like, I am not for everyone and that's okay. Because there are some teachers where they're like, I am not for everyone. And those people that I'm not right for, they're stupid or they're unevolved or whatever. It's like very judgy instead of just being like, I'm not for everyone. And that's cool. Like, that's okay. Yeah. They they can find their right person. Totally. Yeah. Totally. This is so interesting. I, I, you know, I want to avoid having problematic teachers and I want to avoid having to bail out of her kind of thing. I'm learning or whatever, but it seems it's totally natural. Sometimes we just outlive our teachers and not outlive, but out like evolve our teachers or we get what we want out of them or, you know, maybe they're just, crappy people and we just have to move on I guess that we just have to be okay with that well and sometimes it's like they have work to do and I'm not gonna yeah. wait around no and and give them money while they are promoting a toxic ideology or yeah. like they're they're they have blind spots that they're actively that they know is a blind spot that they're actively not addressing or yeah addressing in a in a way that's productive then I'm not going to put my money there anymore. Like I'm going to pull it and relook at and evaluate some things on my, my own self. And I know when that happened to me, one of the first questions I asked is what did I miss? Like what biases do I need to find within myself that I missed? They were, there were little clues, you know, as I went back. And so I think I actually thank her for bringing that out in me because then I was like, oh, I miss these things. And that's something that like, is a privilege thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that helped me to go back and and to learn things and and continually do that. And so I think there's even opportunity in <laughs> yeah. in teachers that that do that make mistakes and I think it's important to always, you know, like this is where discernment comes in and it's it's hard with your spiritual cuz you're opening yourself up 
to a teaching to beyond your bounds. But at the same time, it's important to like what you said, like actively use discernment and to check, like pause for a moment, go hang on. Like, let me check this against my privilege. Let me, you know, check this against like, you know, am I, do I have any, any biases that like I'm that, that let this go undetected, you know? Right. And also where are the red flags? Are there red flags? And yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, thank you for talking to me about this because this is really interesting. And I, you know, sometimes you can feel isolated and alone when you realize somebody that you'd like followed and, and put some belief into turns out to not be like a great person or just not be who they say they are and, and connecting with other people who've had similar experiences I think helps to sort of, I don't know, it feels better. It feels better to connect with people. So thank you for connecting with me on that today. (laughs) It was really good to hear what your experience was with that. And yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Divinely Curious. Connect with us on social media and tell us what you thought about today's episode. You can find Emily at Emily Rose Divination or on her website, emilyrosedivination.com. You can also find me, Heather, on social media at Lovejoy Lightwork. Or you can visit my website, lovejoylightwork.com. Thanks for listening and stay curious.